Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, after the holiday, Christmas, festivities, Hanukkah, um, (laughs) break day, whatever. I don't know. There's all kinds of other terms. Uh, Yesterday, I believe, was or the day after Christmas is considered Box Day. I didn't know that. Anyway, his name is (laughs) Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston, we call him Nate Thirsty, because uh, that's what he is, ladies. He's thirsty. <laughs> okay, just the let me get, just let me go now. <laughs> the one who knows just about everything there is to know. How's it going, man? How was your holidays? It's going it's going pretty good, man. After that fine intro, I really don't know if I have to say anything really uh, at all. You don't. I really it's, appreciate that. It's a nice I, welcome back, isn't it? I had a wonderful Christmas. I hope everyone else did too. I you did. know, we've missed you on the show. You haven't been here the last few weeks yeah. um, i know it took some time off and so just yeah. really you know we've just been really missing you yeah it's um it's it's uh it was really weird to do the show by yourself i'm sure i know it it's was, harder because yeah. i've done it a couple times and you had to carry the show for like almost a month mm. by yourself that's my back hurts yeah i bet that's, that was difficult it's a lot of people to carry it's heavy yeah, yeah. It, it really was i hope everyone had a good christmas i drove a lot i was in my car for 19 hours over the christmas break so Quite a bit of driving. Just spreading COVID everywhere. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I made sure I spread my COVID out your windows. <laughs> everywhere I could. I did go and see my my uh, grandmother yesterday. I saw one grandma in Louisiana and then uh, barely Louisiana. Mm-hmm. But she has a Louisiana address. So what am I supposed to do? It's Louisiana. It's kind of Arkansas, though. It's a Louis. If I said Arkansas, it would literally be a lie because it was in Louisiana. By the way, I made a, com- mm-hmm. I made a gumbo for Christmas Eve. Yeah. Was it spicy? It was delicious. Mm. So good. Mm. So I went and saw my other grandma uh, up in Illinois after that. Just the tour of the grandmas, uh, just just mm. overall. She's 92. I have not seen her in a in over a year now. Had she seen was her. before 91. Yeah. She was 91, I believe, last time I saw her. And now she's 92, which is still really old, yeah. by the way. Mm-hmm. Slightly older than, than 91. But I asked her. I texted her beforehand. And I was like, hey, Grandma, I've come by there and see you if you're okay with that. If you're if you're okay with seeing other people and being around people. And she's like, yeah, I want to see you. And so we we made that decision. And I really hope it was a good one, you know? Yeah. I quarantined before I went on the tour of the of the uh, of the grandmas and the family. I didn't go anywhere for a week beforehand. And so I really hope everyone else played it as smart as possible. I'm not gonna say safe. But it played it smart over that break. You got to make the best decisions for you and your little ones. Yeah, you know, and your older ones. Yeah, we uh, we <laughs> Are you had, messing with your is your camera messed up there? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, we had uh, we had some small gatherings, and um, I didn't get to see my mom for Christmas this year. Hey, mom, she's in the live group, by the way, and uh, but she's coming uh, this weekend, I believe, for New Year's. So that's nice, and um, so. You know, we just been taking it easy. Did you uh, did you feel the bomb in Nashville? No, no, no. And my neighbor said Look, that they felt it. By the way, it was six thirty in the morning. Yeah, so I was asleep. <laughs> yeah, and the bomb could have went off next to my house. <laughs> you would have never known, and I would have never known because <laughs> it was Christmas morning. I didn't have to wake up, although I did get up at like eight thirty. Because look, I love Christmas. I love Christmas because I love giving gifts. 
In fact, financially, I spent way too much money, but I, <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> I like yeah. giving, I like giving things. It's so much fun. Like the joy of like surprising someone with like their favorite thing is so cool. Cause like you, you don't get that reaction very often out of people. So I thrive off selfishly. <laughs> I thrive. That's true. Off of giving. Cause you enjoy giving. Cause things. I enjoy that. It's- yeah. It's out. If you didn't enjoy giving things, you probably wouldn't look forward to Christmas and doing that. Exactly. Yeah. Even if the people enjoyed the things that you gave them and you hated it. Yeah. You wouldn't like it as much. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) That's why it's still not altruistic. It's, you know, it's very selfish. But you didn't feel the bomb. You didn't hear, you didn't, you didn't, your house didn't shake or not that you know of. Not that I know of. Yeah. You know, we're still looking for cracks, but uh, so far haven't seen anything any evidence it probably did actually because this road right here outside your house actually turns in the second avenue doesn't doesn't it <laughs> i'm pretty sure doesn't does nolensville road does it, turn in the second avenue or is might. that murfreesboro road i can't remember i think nolensville road turns in the second avenue so you live right off of second <laughs> avenue Got <laughs> <laughs> a game you know? right down the street yeah what about you? Oh, you weren't here i guess no but my neighbor said that they felt that they're up early was your wife here or did no she... she was in chattanooga okay yeah. So it's pretty crazy. I'm sure everyone has seen everything. I'm sure they've seen the pictures and videos and and hopefully all of the things that you saw were real. Who knows anymore? It, you know, it, it, we don't even know what's real anymore. I saw some stuff that makes it look like the RV itself didn't explode and, and then some that looked like it did. And then somebody <clears throat> said there was a missile. I saw. Yeah. And I heard the missile theory, too. Yeah. So many conspiracy theories because it was one of the more unique bombings I've heard of before. Yeah. Which is the warning beforehand. Yes. And my my family, when I went back to when I came back home to Nashville, uh, they were like, well, be careful. I just hate you going around. I was like, hey, down in Nashville, we got those good bombers. They let you know beforehand. (laughs) Those are the ones you want to have. They warn you and say, hey, get away. Those are my preferred yeah, terrorist. If it is a terrorist, I, I think you have to be uh, trying to instill fear and violence in order to achieve some type of a political goal. And I don't know if that makes this terrorism. The guy's ex-wife could have lived in the building next door, for all we know. So, so I don't know if that technically makes it terrorism. I would lean towards this probably being a a terrorist activity. I think the thing we know the most is that there was the AT&T building right next door. It did knock out some cellular communications afterwards, knocked out actually, some internets. And, and it knocked out the emergency services, by the way. Yeah. Um, I did get an alert on my phone that, that let me know that the uh, a lot of counties rely on AT&T for their emergency 911 service. And it was out. And it said, if you need help, call this local number. <laughs> mm. You can't call 911. Which I thought could never go out, but I guess but it did. It, I guess it can. Yeah. With now, that, luckily I didn't need to call nine one one. Although I did slip and fall on some ice. We had a white Christmas, by the way, here in Nashville. We did not have that in Louisiana. I I don't know if you knew that. But I heard. Was it that way in Chattanooga? Uh, no, Lacey was really mad because she really wanted to have a white Christmas, and she, she left, and it snowed home. the next day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been home. She was very upset about that. And, and I slipped and fell on some ice. Uh, luckily, I didn't need to call 911 for that. So, so guys, it, it, you know, it was a kind of a crazy Christmas morning because I didn't even look. I don't watch much TV. I get most of my news from this podcast. <laughs> I was telling Nate before we started the show, he's like, have you seen any news lately? I'm like, ah, not really. <laughs> he sees it in the show notes. Well, because, yeah, because most of the time I pay attention for stuff that I want to do for the podcast. 
So, uh, which, which largely comes from, from Nate because there's all kinds of other things for me to do. <laughs> and that's just how, you know, you got to work smarter. All right. Not harder. And anyway, I, you know, I didn't turn on the news or anything Christmas morning. I was, you know, busy just spending time with my family. And, and then all of a sudden my brother called me and was like, did you hear about the bombing? And I'm like, what bombing? And, uh, I gotta say it's pretty nuts to, it is. Uh, to have something like that happen here in Nashville. So what's your favorite theory? What do you think happened? Um, now, re- let everyone know. We don't know what happened yeah. at all. They have not found out what the official motive was. Everything I've read on anything was all speculation. They are investigating whether or not it was this. That does not mean that they found out it was this, by the way. That means they're investigating whether or not it was you fill in the blank right there. And then news stations run with that. No one actually knows what it was. We just know that there happened to be the AT&T building, and he was obviously trying to not kill anyone or the least amount of people possible. Yeah. It seems like he uh, just wanted to kill himself. They identified the guy um, and he's dead. I don't know. I don't know if he actually, if he was like in the RV and blew himself up, there's lots of theories. Like we talked about, there's a missile and that <laughs> it didn't come from the RV and all of this kind of crazy stuff. My favorite conspiracy theory probably has to do with the fact that um, the, the, uh, the president of the board of, for AT&T don't remember that guy's name. Apparently he's the same guy who owns Dominion Software, and that they was he Venezuelan? <laughs> they were doing was they were blowing up, they were blowing up the AT and T servers that held election information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and Trump still hasn't conceded, so this is just another you know thorn in his side. The, 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 <laughs> man, that makes me think of Creed. Um, <laughs> the the thing that makes me lean towards the Dominion thing being completely made up is that if. There were, in fact, something to do. If there was something to do with Dominion at all, Trump would not have stopped tweeting about it yet. He would have called a press conference immediately. Uh, Sidney Powell would be live streaming still since the bombing happened. Uh, no, No one would have stopped talking about it yet. And you've heard, I don't know if Trump has even acknowledged it yet. Maybe he has once. But if it, if there, if, if there were anything to do with Dominion in the building, Trump would not have stopped talking about it, I don't think, because he would have said, well, this is obvious. We were going to do an audit of Dominion because I won the election and then someone blew it up. You know, he wouldn't have stopped. So to me, that makes me think that that conspiracy theory is not going to work out. Now, missile, do we have any we have any proof of a of a missile? Somebody (laughs) slowed down a building, slowed down a building, the video. (laughs) Slow down a video. Well, here's the thing that you have to know about explosions because they did the same thing in uh, what where was that bombing a couple months ago? And um, where was that? The, the massive bomb that happened overseas. Oh, I don't remember where it was. I know what you're talking about. Is that some kind of factory <clears throat> that had a bunch oh, of yeah. explosive stuff? Yeah. Uh, where was that? Israel? I can't remember now where it was, Turkey? but that was a really big explosion. Huge explosion. Yes. And yeah. so a lot Beirut. of people were saying, yeah, Beirut. A lot of people were saying that it was a missile there too. But what what you have to understand about explosions is there's like a, there's this little flash, and then like it's all happens in milliseconds, right? But the same type of thing in Nashville. So you saw like the little flash in the air, and then everybody's saying that well, that's a missile coming down. <clears throat> I you know of course I don't know. I actually don't. I wasn't down there. Okay, <laughs> wasn't on Second Avenue. Thank God. Cause I probably wouldn't be here given this amazing podcast to you all, but, uh, I wasn't there. So I don't know. I didn't talk to this guy who uh, is a suspect, uh, a dead suspect, by the way, I, I didn't talk to him before he died. 
Um, so I, I literally have no idea, but likely all these conspiracy theories um, probably don't hold much water. The the one I found that I think is going to be uh, the closest one will be that he was a crazy 5G conspiracy theorist and was trying to take out some cell towers because he thought it was making everyone sick or something. There are quite a few people who spread around the idea that 5G... I don't even know. I have not graced any of the 5G information with my brain presence whatsoever. I, don't I haven't it. looked at any of it, but allegedly 5G is is what is spreading coronavirus or something. I don't know. It's making everyone sick. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people that think that that, that rollout was going to take us all out or to, to control us or to do whatever, to make Trump lose. Who knows what it was? Um, I think that's actually the closest one that that guy could just be a little bit of a, a nut job when it comes to that, because it does seem like this AT&T switch was the target. And so I just can't figure out what else. Well, God, <clears throat> that explains my severe constipation over the last couple of weeks. It is. I've got it's, this new 5G phone. 5G phone. And that's uh, what it is. it's right here, guys. It looks just like a regular phone. And uh, 5G. Now, the only thing I can tell you that I notice a difference in is my 5G speeds are slower than my 4G. <laughs> my 4G LTE. Yeah, I haven't heard much good about I 5G yet. Literally, like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get gig speed. This is so amazing. I can't wait. And I was due for an upgrade. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. Nothing wrong with my previous phone. I just, you know, was due for an upgrade and it didn't cost me very much money. I was like, well, yeah, let's get gig speed. And so <laughs> far, um, it's worse. Now, I don't know what's going on. I have Verizon. That's because it had nothing to do with speed. It was all about making people sick. Yeah. That's, so, so it's literally, all it was. I went back to 3G, basically. And yeah. then now, um, so far, severe constipation, the only side effect <laughs> of a 5G phone. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. That's good to know, man. Uh, also, I was going to ask you, just personally, friend to friend with no one else listening, do you think that after a couple mass shootings and a bombing suspect that I should move from Antioch, Tennessee? You think it's time? That's, you know, I don't know. You know, we had two mass shootings within a mile of each other. I don't know what you guys are and doing. And also within a mile of my house, it was like a triangle. I don't know what of, you guys are doing over there. But it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. Uh, I don't know. People might stop moving there. Your house value is going to go down. Yeah. It, it's possible. I hear Nolensville's nice. You know, I hear it's up and coming. <laughs> Magoo said 5G accelerates the liberal molecules in your body, man. Something, something, globalists and gay frogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was going to tell you, I think that, you know, we should move more towards a, a, you know, a, a system where we take care of each other. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what I'm starting to feel. All right, man. Do you want to talk about this whole COVID relief bill thing and the fact that Trump uh, just went ahead and signed it? Oh, how about you guys give me nothing I want and I give you everything that you want? Cool. I'm a negotiator. And I'll talk about how I'm not <laughs> yeah. going to do it. Yeah. But then I'm going to do it. But I talked about how I wasn't going to do it. But then I did it. <laughs> do we have any ads first? Um. Well, we don't. Okay. No. All right. No. No, let's, we don't. Let's roll on then. This coming from Reason. Always a great place to check out. Trump gets none of his demands in the spending bill, but signs it into law anyway. Um, no $2,000 checks or Section 230 repeal in this spending bill. Like so many of President Donald Trump's policy tantrums, his opposition to the new government funding bill turned out to be nothing more than a pointless spectacle. After rightfully objecting to all the fluff packed into the latest omnibus spending and COVID-19 relief measures, 
wrongfully demanding that the legislation repeal Section 230 and promising to use his veto power, the president has now signed into law the original measure passed by Congress last week. So it was just a bunch of talking about stuff. And I think all it was... Which wouldn't have mattered because even if he did veto it, they they passed it with a veto override yeah. majority. So even I, if he did veto it, I think they would have overrid it. I think all it was was an attempt to make sure he's known as someone who wanted people to get more money, but it was Congress's fault. Yes. I think that's really all it was. Yeah, he wanted to say, well, I wanted 2000 Yeah. Now, you know what's hilarious? I don't know if you guys watched the press conference of him saying that he was going to veto this bill, but I did, and it was hysterical. Well, I saw a clip of it, and Trump stated, we don't have the video, I wish we did, but he's talking about this. He's like, I'm going to veto this. We need $2,000 for every American, and he's like, and if Congress doesn't get this done, then the mess, the next administration will have to get this done, which could be my administration. <laughs> <laughs> he still has not conceded, folks. It is... uh it's at this point, I mean, I knew this whole election was going to be hysterical, but at this point, we still don't know who the next president is going to be. Now Apparently, that they blew up those Dominion servers, I well, mean, I know. who knows? <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, of course, the Electoral College voted already, and, and Biden did win that Electoral College vote. But I think there's still some outstanding lawsuits, so who knows? This is going to be, <laughs> it's going to be interesting come January to see what happens. <laughs> but All right, the COVID-19 measure includes expanded federal unemployment benefits and instructions to give $600 to every American under a certain income threshold. It was attached to a larger spending bill that funds the necessary functions of the government and much, much more through September of 2021. Now, what's interesting is you're going to get $600 as long as you made less than $75,000 in 2019. <laughs> so <I> mean, <laughs> you didn't see that? No, I didn't see that yeah, part. As long as you've made less than $75,000 in 2019. Okay. Which means if you made, uh, which means if you lost your job in March of 2020, yeah. you still haven't gotten one yet, but you made $76,000 in 2019. Well, sorry. This is how the government has to do things because they're, because they're so large, there has to be, uh, some blanket way that they do something. And since they don't have people's tax returns for 2020 yet, well, they don't know who to send the money to. And so they have to look at 2019. But just like what Charlie just said, it makes no sense when it comes to figuring out what what was the money supposed to be for? Why are we doing the money? It's for people who lost their jobs, who lost income, who lost their livelihoods because of the government shutting everything down during during the COVID-19 pandemic or whatever. And if you had a job in 2019, but you lost your job in 2020, you might still not get any money, even though you're someone who lost their job due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the government shutdowns. How does that make any sense? And that's what happens when you have a giant government that just decides that it, it's got to be written down on this order, this 5,000 page order. It's got to be, it's got to be written down and it's got to be able to be implemented across 350 million people. And so they have to go with what data set do they have, and things just end up not making any sense yeah. at all. Even though last time they sent stimulus money to dead people and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> yeah. This time, I mean, the threshold just doesn't make any sense. So uh, I believe Rand Paul had the <clears throat> ultimate troll, though. You sent me the greatest tweet I've ever seen in my life, by the way. I already forgot what it was. I'm, I'm going to read it for <clears throat> the folks in all the right. back, by the way. Oh, so, on his uh, Festivus Day where he was... Was this yeah. on Festivus Day? I think it was, yeah. So it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with spending. But it, I mean it does have to do with government spending, but not uh not the this latest omnibus bill. But anyway, Rand Paul tweeted, yeah, this was December twenty third. But anyway, I'm still this is still relevant. So 
He said uh, they spent $3 million, the government did, to interview San Franciscans uh, about edible cannabis use. Really? They must not have spent a lot of time around people who love cannabis. You do not need to pay them to talk about it. <laughs> and then the best one of all, he said, what's next? Government funding to get people to post more about their CrossFit and keto programs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. That's amazing. Did you get a new phone stand? Um, oh, no. No, it's just the pop sockets just sitting here on. Oh, by the way, I got this nice don't tread on me pop socket and phone case right here for Christmas. That's pretty cool. So I got a new awesome. uh, pop socket phone <clears throat> charger, like wireless charger where your pop socket fits in it. What? Yeah. How about that? Sweet. Uh, like Marie said also, and this is something I said in the last episode. Um, yes, they did still do the unemployment thing, which does help people who have lost their jobs and are filing for unemployment. And that, to me, if they are going to do anything, is the only thing that they would ever need to do, because the entire point of all of the relief is to help people who lost their jobs due to the COVID-19 government shutdowns. The actual money sent out to everyone, if you still have your job, just like you've always had your job and you still have your income, like you've always had your income, then why do you need money sent to you? It doesn't make any sense. You've got a job. Still the same job that you had previously. So the only thing, if they were going to do something, that doesn't mean that they should do something, but the only thing that they should do is uh, to help people who have lost their jobs because of this whole government-led crisis that has happened. Speaking of tweets, by the way, I, I, have, to, I have to let the, the group know this. Um, here at Good Morning Liberty, we have an amazing media team. <laughs> and uh, Nate actually created this one. And you, you guys have probably all seen it. It's the meme of SpongeBob where he says, uh, whatever, 25% of your income is taken from you. And then they give a 2% back and stimulus. Wow. I just want to let everyone know, go look at Thomas Massey's tweet thread. Thomas Massey tweeted it out. Unfortunately, he just stole the picture and cut off the good morning Liberty part, but it's clearly a meme created by us. It, I know it was created by us because I remember creating that yes, meme. You like created it. Actually making it. So we had a tweet from Thomas Massey technically yeah. without now, tweeting us. In his defense, someone else could have already done that and then he saw it after that had already been done. So this could just be being blamed on his media people and it could have been that's how they found it after someone else. I'm not I'm not had trying to indict him. But I, the information it's a meme you post it on the internet people are going to rip them off. Right. We've posted plenty of memes, but I never cut off the, you know, people put their names on their memes because they're going to get spread around. I never cut that off at, at all. Right. I mean, that is just, that's sacrilege when it comes to your social media posting. Pl- plagiarage. That is plagiarist, plagiaristic, <laughs> plagiaristical. So, um, all right. I, I think the other thing I wanted to talk about this. Well, let me finish this real quick. Okay. Trump said, or in a transparent attempt to save face, Trump stated Sunday that his signature on the spending package came with, quote, (laughs) so ridiculous, a strong message that makes clear to Congress that wasteful items need to be removed. I will send back to Congress a redlined version, item by item, accompanied by the uh, formal recession, recession, uh, recession request to Congress, insisting that those funds be removed from the bill. A strong message. Well, I'm going to sign it. Yeah. What? Gonna, How is that the message? Pr- I'm going to sign it. And, but I'm going to tell you that you need to remove these things. 
but uh, I'm still going to sign it. He could have sent a clear message about this over the last four years. He could have not signed any bills that had any of this kind of crazy waste in them. Yeah. And then they would have known. The truth is Trump doesn't care about spending. He doesn't have an ideology when it comes to this stuff. No. He really doesn't. Look at his business. The man's (laughs) more in debt than he does make profit. (laughs) Well, I don't know about that. Uh, He is. He's got some wealth. So he's made something somewhere. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, look, I mean, he lost how many billions of dollars on the Taj Mahal? Yeah. But the thing about that is you get to write that off. Mm -hmm. So like his other income from his other, you know, parts of his business, uh, you make more money from that income considering you have that massive write off of that loss. So it's, it's the way Trump has operated his businesses. He doesn't care about debt. No one cares about debt. Yeah, I truly don't think he has a political ideology. I don't think he has a fiscal ideology really whatsoever. I mean, most of his golf courses don't make money. (laughs) Most of his stuff doesn't make money. It makes enough to get by, to keep paying the loans. That's what it makes enough for. If he wanted to send a message, he could have vetoed the bill. He could have made clear that he was not going to sign anything that had crazy amounts of pork in it, that had whatever stuff in it, and then he could have actually not signed it. And actually actually did that, because after all these years go by of you saying you're not going to sign something, and then you sign it, Yeah. what incentive does Congress have to pay attention to whether or not you say you're going to re- sign something? It reminds me of that scene in Talladega Nights when he invites him to the wedding, and he's like, I'm not going to the wedding. <laughs> he's like, yeah, you are. You're coming to the wedding. He's like, I'm not going to the wedding. And then he shows up to the wedding. He doesn't actually show up <laughs> no. to the wedding in the movie. But what if he did show up to the wedding? That's what it's like. It is. He's like, I'm not going to go to the wedding. It's like when you tell your but kid. But then he goes to the wedding. You you're tell like, your what? kid you can't do that. You know, you're, you're not going to do that. If you do that, then I'm going to do this. Or no, you can't have that. And then you let them have it after they throw a fit. What do they learn from that? Throw a fit. Throw a and fit. And then you get what you, you want. Yeah. That's what they learn from it. This is what Nate does all the time. It is. I throw a fit. <laughs> So, okay. and then Magoo's saying, this is what 5D chess looks like. Yeah. Exactly. You know, that's, that's right. This is the art of the deal. Um, because we've been talking so much and we're actually running out of disk space, which I did not look at beforehand, I'm um, going to skip ahead to the most important one, and then we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff as we have time. If okay. You're cool for that. Yeah. All right. So this is from fee.org. And uh, by the way, thank you to John Miltimore, the managing editor of Fee.org, for coming on the podcast. He said he would only do it if Charlie wasn't there, so I was able to work that out. <laughs> okay, so we, we posted this last week, but it is such a frustrating and important article that we, we need to talk about it. Um, the title, We Had the Vaccine from the Start. You Just Weren't Allowed to Take It. This is so infuriating. It is. So for the so infuriating. For the duration of the pandemic, while hundreds of thousands died and the world economy was decimated by lockdowns, Moderna's highly effective vaccine was available. Few people realize that the Moderna vaccine against COVID-19, which the FDA has finally declared highly effective and which is now being distributed to Americans, has actually been available for nearly a year. But the government wouldn't let you take it. The vaccine which is a triumph of medical science known as mRNA-1273, was designed in a single weekend, just two days after Chinese researchers published the virus's genetic code on January 11th, 2020. Two days. They made this same vaccine that people are getting now. Two days. 
For the entire duration of the pandemic, while hundreds of thousands died in the world economy's decimated, we already talked about that, there are some who claim that the FDA saves lives by putting the brakes on medical innovation with their requirements for years-long and often decades-long billion-dollar medical trial procedures. But missing here is the obvious counterpoint. How many lives did the FDA sacrifice to disease in the meantime? So this is a, a real-world, perfect, real-time representation of how many lives were lost while we were waiting on the FDA to approve a drug that was just sitting there. Okay, this is, this is a right-now representation. In the case of COVID-19, we know the answer. More than 300,000 deaths so far in the United States and counting. That's not counting all around the world. All right, so why was this vaccine delayed for a full year? Because the FDA prohibited rapid challenge trials where volunteers take the vaccine and then expose themselves to the virus in a lab, rather than waiting agonizing months to see how many catch the virus in the wild. Ch challenge trials would have proven the vaccine's effectiveness in a matter of weeks, but the FDA considered the risk to trial volunteers too high. The, the risk was too high. To well, people willing. To people willing to take it if they wanted to, and um, actually with a, with a virus that has a what, 0.4, mortality rate now? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. Okay. Uh, there is no rational... Okay, sorry, I skipped a little bit. But why? Why are hundreds of thousands of natural deaths from a rampaging disease considered acceptable to the FDA, while the remote possibility of one or two deaths in the absolute worst-case scenario among well-informed vaccine-testing volunteers are not? There is no rational answer. The tragic truth is that we are ruled by a cowardly medical bureaucracy, one that would rather allow hundreds of thousands of people to die than face any potential criticism for allowing an accelerated vaccine trial. By contrast, in a free society, immediately after the vaccine was created, volunteers would have been allowed to participate in challenge trials. The trials would have been conducted either by the vaccine company itself or more likely by a third-party medical trial specialist to remove any concerns about bias in the results. The first small group of volunteers would be vaccinated and then exposed to the virus. If the vaccine appeared to be safe and effective, then a larger group would be vaccinated. As each challenge group proves successful, the number of volunteers for the next group would grow week by week. The challenge groups would grow larger until after just a few months, instead of taking nearly a year by the FDA's in the wild method, the results would be definitive and the trials complete. This means that in March or April of 2020, instead of the first wave of COVID death, Instead of the first wave of COVID deaths and lockdowns in the United States, we could have seen a, a wide vaccine rollout leading to rapid herd immunity, nipping the pandemic in the bud. This is, I don't know, th this is frustrating on a level that's actually pretty hard to uh, explain because this is literal deaths caused by a bureaucracy that no one's going to pay attention to whatsoever. Yeah, no one's going to care. You're going to say that... Um, Worst case scenario, 5, 10, 15 people might have died from the vaccine before they decided that it was too dangerous. And it was better to allow 300,000 people to die while we were vetting the vaccine to make sure it was safe. How does this, how does anyone sleep at night when they're thinking about this? Right. And not to mention, it's not just 300,000 people. We've already talked about how many people are going to be starving all around the world because of this. How many people die from poor economic situations? It's going to be millions upon millions. I saw that. <laughs> it's hard it's to good. laugh, but 
But Jeff said it took 11 months to shrink those microchips. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So it's... Uh, you know, here's the, the, the counter argument is this, because I've already heard it. The counter argument is, well, you know, if we allow, you know, these volunteers, if we allow this to happen on all these drugs, then, you know, these drug companies are just going to lie to volunteers to just get their stuff approved faster. And then it ends up killing more people later. What you incentive know, does a drug company have to, to kill people? To kill people, they don't. Yeah. What's you know? their what? What is the profit making motive of creating a drug that kills people? But not only that, the FDA has has other than tobacco, you know, nicotine stuff like that, right? You know. <laughs> it kills you slowly. You yeah. Know? But but literally, the FDA has approved drugs anyway that still kill people. You know, I mean, I believe you, in your own family, mm-hmm. you have somebody mm-hmm. who was taking a drug that was approved by the FDA. That is, it end up causing irreparable damage. And so it's not like the FDA approval gives some kind of stamp of this is never going to going to harm you anyway. And my thing is, is look, I like, I wouldn't volunteer to be one of those people because I'm not in a position where that makes sense for me. Okay. But there are many people out there who would volunteer for this type of thing. Um, And a lot of people are like, well, this is what they did to disabled people you know, in the, what was it? The six fifties or sixties or something like that. They tested it on black people and disabled people and they were running these trials when they shouldn't have and all that stuff. It's like, I, you know, if people want to um, volunteer for something and make a free choice about whether or not that they want to participate in something that could, I mean, look, people risk their lives going into space <laughs> to look true, you know, and they're considered heroes. <laughs> Would you not consider the people who volunteer for a trial to save the world from a pandemic heroes? You know, wouldn't they get, a, wouldn't they get a badge that they could give to Mr. Truman when they got back? How about this? You get <laughs> um, no taxes for the rest of your life. If you volunteer t- to take the vaccine that could potentially in the, in the pandemic, I might sign up for that one. I would sign up for it. Yeah, I would. Yeah. We, we almost signed up for drug trials anyway, when we were playing music. <laughs> That's when we were poor. Though. Yeah, we were super poor, and we were looking, and they pay some good money for these drug trials do, sometimes. Man. I almost so, gave my heart <laughs> away. I was looking at, uh, we were looking at all kinds of stuff to try and make some money just so yeah. we could keep touring I was gonna all the time. I was going to do this new uh, pig heart study. They were going <laughs> to take my heart and give it to somebody that needed it, and they were going to implant the pig heart in me. I don't, you know? yeah, I don't know if I would do that one. Todd, yes, he got my... <laughs> He got where I was going with it. He said, can I spend the night in the, in the, the white, white horse? White horse. The white, the white, white horse? White house. White house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> Charlie's got some friends that he would like to see made American citizens. No questions asked. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, guys, the, the, like tr- what Charlie said, if you want to volunteer for this, then you should be able to volunteer. What We're literally arguing about the real thing that happened, which is that they didn't let people do it and 300,000 people died versus a hypothetical, what if this vaccine was just some type of murderous vaccine that killed a bunch of people and five or 10 or 15 people died from testing it before they decided to stop the trials? And are we trying to weigh those things out? Really? Are we actually trying to weigh those two things out against each other? You know what's interesting is they've had, like this this type of vaccine is a new technology, but they've had this technology this mRNA type of vaccine um, technology available for a few years now. They've been working on it and testing this type of technology uh, of creating vaccines. They just hadn't created one yet. And so now with, you know, Moderna and Pfizer and all these people coming out with these mRNA 
type of vaccines that are truly fan. It's it's absolutely amazing. Actually, if you look at the science, um, because what they do is like you're not injected with the virus at all, by the way. Used to be. Used, used to, to be, be a thing. Yes. But the actual vaccine, <clears throat> all it does besides the microchip, it, contain, <laughs> <laughs> it contains the, just the spike proteins, right? It's not actually something that's going to, um, you know, give you the sick, the disease at all. It's just something that's going to <clears throat> trigger your body to create the uh, antibodies against that spike protein. And so the science of it's pretty cool. But I just don't understand how we can have, you know, like, of course, we were quoting Armageddon, um, but you had ironically. Yeah. But you had people volunteer, right, to save the world from an asteroid. And they when they came back, they were heroes. Yeah. And they lost 50 percent of their crew. Yeah. Look it they, up. It's in the history books. <laughs> yeah, idiot. <laughs> they lost half their crew and they got to do that, you know, but people I mean, people volunteer for military service. It's the same thing, right? You're going to save your you can save the country from ISIS or, yeah. you know, the terrorists or what, you know, whatever. How many lives were lost in the war compared to how many lives we lost at home? And in this case, it's a vaccine that's got some allergic reactions. Yeah. And that's what we've had so far. Now, do I want to be the first person to go out and take it? Because uh, not really. I don't know what the long-term effects of it are. But because there's drug trials going on that people uh, that people volunteer for all the time. This is a this is a vaccine that's not live virus or anything like that. <clears throat> Literally, we got hundreds of thousands of people dead because of the FDA, because of bureaucracy. And I I will not I I will not allow anyone else to try and take any kind of moral high ground over this argument. It's not possible. I'm done letting other people have the moral high ground on this. I'm absolutely done with it. And the the, the tables have been turned on us for looking like we don't have the moral, the moral high ground all the time when consistently thing after thing that we push for would save lives and would actually lead to better lives for the most amount of people. And the things that other people are pushing for consistently kill more people than the other ideas. And somehow we still have to act like we're not on the moral high ground with our libertarian arguments. We, we are. A, we have a legitimate case here with yeah. actual numbers. That while waiting on a vaccine to be approved, that was developed January 13th of 2020. At that time, by the way, they were saying 2.2 million people might die. Yeah. By the way. And still, they were like, oh, no, we need to wait and let it spread everywhere so we can get accurate scientific data on this. We need to see how it spreads in the wild so we can actually get the real numbers on the vaccine and how it's stopping the spread and, and all that instead of doing their challenge trials. That's, that's, what they, that's why they keep saying in the wild. They want yeah. to get those numbers of how it actually acts in the wild first before they introduce the vaccine. Just allowing you guys to be guinea pigs for the vaccine instead of allowing you to be, or for the virus, instead of allowing you to be a guinea pig for the vaccine, which makes way more sense. Which one do you think has a higher death rate? You, you think the, like, could you actually say that the vaccine is going to have a higher death rate than the virus itself? Is anyone, is anyone going to say that? No, 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 no one's going to say that. It's just insane to me, man. Yeah, I just, and this is what it's so infuriating about something like this is, um, well, first of all, that they told me to begin with, because I, you know, I didn't know the vaccine was created on January 13th and ignorance is bliss sometimes yeah. man, because I, you know, my blood pressure was less mm -hmm. before I saw this article and you sent this to me. I got mad at you first for sending it to me <laughs> and then I ruined your whole worldview <laughs> and then <laughs> I got angry at the fact that we have this insane 
blockade. Like we have these genius people out there creating unbelievable things and we're forced. Like we have this forced blockade of innovation and, and like miracles that we have, we can't do anything about. Like, what can we do? And they can literally kill people. Literally. And still act like you're better off. Yeah. And it's not just 300,000. This could have been the whole world. It could eventually be helping. I'm just saying in America. I know. In and America. Then, and then all the people that are gonna that are gonna die from bad economic circumstances over the next several years that's going to stem from this. If the the relief bills and stuff are not gonna be able to stop that. The money's gonna be destroyed. This is it's not gonna work just continuing to print money and put it in. You're not gonna be able to stop this from happening. There's gonna be people that die from these lockdowns for years to come. And not because of the virus. They're going to die because of their economic situations. Whether they became an alcoholic in 2020 and they weren't able to get over it, they, they became a drug addict in 2020. They got massively depressed because uh, their parents died or something and they couldn't reach out and they couldn't be around friends and stuff like that. And all types of other reasons. They didn't go get their, their cancer checkups and their heart checkups and all kinds of stuff like that. There's going to be people dying from these lockdowns for years. And we're going to somehow argue that the potential that even 100 people could have died voluntarily from testing out the vaccine, that this that that's better, that the millions of people around the world are going to die because of this virus and the effects of the lockdowns is better than the FDA just allowing people to do rapid challenge trials on the vaccine. I'm sick of it, man. Yeah, it's disgusting. I'm I'm sick of it. So, Absolutely disgusting. Okay, well, we've only got a couple minutes left on this SD card, so we have to stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's oh. why I was hurrying up. Uh, so <laughs> I didn't understand the disk space thing. Oh, uh, yeah. So the the whatever the S stands for, the scan is that a what kind of disk is that? Does the D stand for a disk? I, I guess so. I don't I, know what it. Yeah. What's the S? What's tell me you guys tell me about S and D and then I'm going to tell you guys about <laughs> the Liberty Trading Academy, y'all. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize your mom was in here. <laughs> All right, y'all. Right now is the most amount of people we've had in Liberty Trading Academy, mastermytrades.com. I appreciate everyone who has been signing up. We it's had actually a, uh, secure digital. Secure di there's no the D is not for disc? No. No, it's secure digital. My life is a lie. Mm -hmm. whole thing whole thing okay guys if you want to if you want to learn the stock market trust me we had a runner to win up 1300 percent today now you probably wouldn't have taken it perfectly at 1300 percent, but you could have grown your account today uh pretty pretty sizably charlie's up pretty good on his amazon options yes that i told him about and he was lucky <laughs> enough to jump in uh, you know, I'm up about 500 bucks today on my options, which means he's probably up a couple thousand today on his Amazon <laughs> options because uh, he's over here swinging around all the money, you know, the evil one percenters and all that. Yeah, that's right. So, so anyway, if you want to learn the strategies for how to find these stonks and you want to watch live every morning as we analyze the market, then you want to go to Master My Trades or Master My Stonks. That's S-T-O-N-K-S, MasterMyStonks.com. You get a seven-day free trial if you go sign up. So if you don't like it for some kind of reason, and actually I don't even know if I told Charlie about this, you can get a free website preview for two days. You just go on there and you see all the videos that are on the website and you can just look at it. You don't have to put in your, you don't have to put in your credit card. You're going to do any of that kind of stuff. You just go on there and you get a full website preview. You can watch all the videos. If you want to watch 
uh, if you want to watch 150 hours worth of videos in the next two days, then go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> go ahead and try. Get on it. Yes, that's why it's a two-day preview, because there's no way you're going to watch all the videos, but I want you to know what's on it before you even go put in your information if you if you want to check it out. So go to mastermystonks.com and just do the preview if you want to do that. Yeah. Also, sign up for the Patreon, folks. We now have over 50 members, which is pretty cool. So uh, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty, patreon.com slash goodmorningliberty. Join that group. Be part of this live group. Interact with us. Send us messages like all these fine folks are doing in here and uh, be part of the group. It's, you know, it's just a good old time we're having and uh, that you can just sign up little as five bucks a month. That's all it's going to cost you. Barely nothing. Uh, you spent more on Christmas. I know you did. <laughs> and for people that don't even like your gifts. Okay. So put, put your money where your mouth is and believe in Liberty. Sign up patreon.com slash good morning Liberty. All of that money goes back into growing the show. And to literally all things liberty, because that's what we care about. That's the part of the meaning in our lives that we strive for. So maybe one day we can have, uh, well, hopefully no FDA, but maybe at least an FDA that would approve a vaccine in a couple months rather than a whole year after it's been developed. It would allow people to, there. to freely do trials. Save lives. We could have saved. Literally, that was a step that cost, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting you guys, millions of lives. I'm not, I'm not doing it. I, I I'm not okay with this anymore. And so we're going we're gonna to point out this crap. And y'all got to tell your friends, tell your families, hide your kids. Hide, <laughs> oh, crap. My phone almost <laughs> fell down right there. All right. <laughs> Sorry, Charlie. Patreon.com slash Good Morning Liberty. Go sign up. And then please continue to share the show with a friend. It's been, you know, we had a nice little break. I, I really actually missed everyone. I miss doing this show every single day. And so uh, y'all, y'all now, you know, share the show with a friend. Let your neighbors know, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, hopefully you're friendly with your neighbors. Let all of them know what's going on, and share it with an enemy. You know, F find your favorite FDA uh, person <laughs> who works there. Share this with them. Let them know what you believe in, and if you do all of that, leave us that rating review on Apple Podcasts. Then we're back again uh, tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Libertas.